0: If you have a Bible with you, uh, if not, there's a couple uh, strewn around, and we'll have some verses up on the screen as well, but we'll be in Mark chapter 16. Here at Christ Community Church, we teach through books of the Bible, and we've been going through the Gospel of Mark for quite some time, and now we are ending our series today in the Gospel of Mark in Mark chapter 16. The Gospel of Mark is the man's gospel in the sense that it's very quick-paced It doesn't get stuck in the details. It doesn't go through mundane. You read the Gospel of Luke written by a physician, very detail-oriented, thorough in a lot of ways, but Mark is quick. It's fast-paced until you get to the end of the Gospel of Mark, and it begins slowing way down, capturing the details of the last days of Jesus. And as we come today to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we also would be remiss to not also focus on and realize the cost of the death of Jesus. And as we come in view of uh, who God is and what he has accomplished through his son, we can come with hearts that are um, convicted and liberated through the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so whether you're here today and you've been in the faith for a long time, I want you to be encouraged. Maybe you're here today and you've wandered away from the faith, I want to invite you home. And maybe you're here today and you're not sure what you believe or you've never made a commitment and trust in Jesus, then I want to invite you to consider his claims and his power. Because the resurrection identifies two primary things for us. It shows God's victory over sin and death. By allowing his son to become sin on our behalf on the cross, he made a payment for our sin as a substitute. And then by God's power raising him from the dead, he defeated sin, death, and Satan, so that all that believe in him will not perish, but rather spend eternity with God. And so there's profound victory in the resurrection. But I want to point something out to you, because a lot of times people say, well, hey, that's really good, and I might buy into that for later on. But one thing that we miss that can be experienced today is the power of the resurrection as well. Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that God promises to those who call on the name of Jesus. And so as you open your Bibles to Mark chapter 16, I want you to focus on this reality, that the death and resurrection of Jesus provides a new beginning for those who believe. We didn't invite you to here today to hear about a new beginning of you trying harder for God after you leave here today. We came in to invite you to realize that without the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no hope of a new beginning. And Jesus' disciples by this point have betrayed him, have abandoned him, have split from him. And now we see Jesus, as he's been victorious over sin, death, and Satan, come and bring reconciliation to make things right, to bring restoration, and to make things new. So pick up with me in Mark chapter 16, starting in verse 1. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. So mind you, in Mark chapter 8, Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 10, he had told his disciples and those following with him, likely these women, that he would be put to death... And then he would rise again. He had told them that numerous times. As quick-paced as the Gospel of Mark is, he still slowed down enough to tell them what would be. Yet these ladies went with herbs and spices to anoint his body. So that when it came time for a second burial later on, that it would be preserved to some extent. And so it's interesting also, if you want to give an eyewitness account to something during this day and age when Jesus was raised from the dead, you would not record the testimony of that of a woman. You would, tes- you, you would record the testimony of a man. So typically when people argue that, no, it was made up or his body was stolen and, and his disciples were trying to cover it up, you would think they would come up with a better cover-up story. Yet we see these ladies expecting him to still be dead, and they went to the tomb, verse 3, And when they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And when they, in looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And so they come up on the tomb, expecting a big stone there. Typically there would be guards there or people around that they could probably ask to help them move it aside. But as they approached, they realized that the stone had already been moved. Now if they had paid attention to the promises of Jesus, perhaps that would elicit excitement. But we see what happens here. And what happens here is typical of what happens when people are exposed to the glory and power of God. Look, look with me. And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back, and it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. They were surprised. They were frightened. This angel of God was there, and there was actually two there, but the one that spoke, they're drawing attention to It's interesting, they were alarmed. It's not that they were like, oh, it's happened. Rather, they were surprised. They were put off. They were suspicious. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. Affirming the horrible, graphic, gruesome, devastating death of their Lord. Yes, you you are seeking the one who was dead. You are seeking the one who was crucified. He has risen. He has risen. You're looking for the dead, but the dead has come to life. You are coming to see and to prepare for that which happens to those who die, but He has risen. That, that is good news. That is excellent news. Because as we'll see in a moment, as we go and look back on the stories of those surrounding the death of Jesus, If Jesus had not risen, then we would not be gathered here today. If Jesus had not risen, we wouldn't be able to tell you anything that that is hopeful. If Jesus had not risen, there would be no power. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. So if you're new to the Scriptures and maybe you're not familiar with this story, Peter was like Jesus' right-hand man. He made promises that no matter what happens, he would not fall away from Jesus, he would not betray Jesus, he would not deny Jesus. And Jesus foretold to him that, in fact, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And that indeed came true. And it notes that Peter then ran away, weeping bitterly, broken, exposed, failing. And it's interesting that the angel instructs the ladies, hey, go tell the disciples and the failure Peter to meet up with Jesus. And go to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Pointing back to the fact that he had let them know multiple times that he will do it. Just a side note, this is a freebie. It's not like a point in my sermon. But it's important for you to know, especially if you're new to the faith, not sure of the faith, or coming back to the faith. Throughout the story in the narrative Scriptures, God is saying and inviting you to trust Him. In creation, in the garden, He's inviting His creation to trust Him. By the giving of the law, He's asking His people to trust Him. At the sending of His Son, He's inviting people to trust Him. At the resurrection of His Son, He's inviting people to trust Him. And then as the Son of God ascends to heaven and promises His return, He invites us to trust Him. He says, go, and you will see. And it's interesting. They didn't go away skipping and clapping and excited. They weren't running out tweeting or Instagramming that they just saw an angel of the Lord. No, here's what it says. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. When a person comes face to face with the glory and authority of God, there is a physical, emotional, and spiritual reaction. Throughout scriptures, when, when the glory of God is revealed, there's an immediate shuddering, and an immediate falling, an immediate form of fear and terror is the word of God. For that exposure that God is who He says He is, and that God will keep His promises and will do all that He has promised to do. You see, in just the last day of Jesus, we saw that this resurrection was pivotal for the promises Jesus made. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, early on, the criminals that were crucified on either side of Him were ridiculing Him. They were doubting Him. But then one of them came to realize who He was, and Luke captures this in Luke 23, verse 43. And the man said to Jesus, basically, hey, um, I believe you are who you are. I trust you. Will I be with you when we go to paradise? And Jesus in verse 43 says to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Had Jesus not raised from the dead, there was no hope for this criminal. We also saw in Mark chapter 15 the centurion, the Roman guard, the Roman soldier who was in command of over a hundred soldiers. He had authority to declare Jesus dead, the Pilate. Yet It says in Mark chapter 15, verse 39, And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he had breathed his last, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. And so the centurion would have no hope had Jesus not risen from the dead. This hardened Roman guard who realized too late what he had been a part of would have no hope because it would have been too late. You see the testimony of Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, who both came and got the body of Jesus, prepared it, and buried it. In Mark 15, verse 43, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, so the Jewish council that put Jesus to death, who was also himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. In John 19, it talks about how Nicodemus joined him, bringing special herbs to prepare the body of Jesus to lay him to rest. And had Jesus not risen from the dead, these Jewish followers of Jesus would ultimately have no hope. We see the women who first saw evidence of the resurrection who were then charged to go and tell of Jesus' resurrection, entrusted with the truth of the Gospel to go to His disciples. Had Jesus not been raised from the dead, they were destined to destruction. And then we find Jesus with His disciples The Bible says in the Gospels that Jesus appeared to a few of them and then to many. He went to Thomas who doubted and showed him his wounds and allowed him to touch it so that he would see that Jesus had physically risen from the dead. These are the people who didn't pay attention to the promises Jesus made. These are the people that abandoned Jesus. These are the people that denied Jesus. They didn't go looking for Jesus. Jesus pursued them. And in spite of all of this, Jesus revealed himself to his disciples. Jesus restored his disciples. And then Jesus commissioned the disciples with the victory message, with the power of the resurrection to go and declare the greatness of God, commissioning them to go make disciples of God, inviting people to the kingdom of God for the glory of God. The accomplished work of this resurrection power that rose Jesus from the dead, that marked God's victory over sin, death, and Satan, is the power that He makes evident and available to us today. And the beauty of the power of this resurrection isn't that He says, hey, come and believe, and then wait till your life's over. The Bible says that he comes and he rescues us, he adopts us as sons and daughters, he brings us into the family of God, and then he commissions us with the mission of God. If you're new to Christ Community Church, you may not have you will not have heard this before, but if you've been here a while, I say this often. We're all preaching a gospel, a good news message about something or someone. But the powerful, victorious resurrection. Gives to us an eternal message and mission that it allows us to partner with the work of God and see God's power displayed in us and through us. That resurrection power then brings restoration and brings new beginnings. In Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, Jesus comes to his disciples. And if you're struggling with doubt, I want you to be encouraged. Because look with me at Matthew 28, 16-20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. They they saw Him, yet they doubted. If you're hoping in your ability to have strong enough belief, stop hoping in your ability and hoping God Himself who gives it freely. As they came to Jesus, Jesus made this declaration. He made this promise after He was raised from the dead. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Um, Just to translate for you from the Greek, the word all in Greek actually means the same word that we understand in English. The word all literally means all. You're welcome. Not some authority... Not authority in which we permit God to have, but all authority has been given to Jesus, and the authority not only on this earth, but in heaven. All authority has been given to him. And in view of this authority that Jesus has, and in view of this victory and this power that Jesus displays, He then gives us commission, as you go through life from this point forward, after you've come face to face with the resurrected Savior, go then and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all, again that word, all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age." This great commission, this great commandment, if you will, of Jesus sending His disciples with His power, had it not been obeyed, you and I may not have been here today. But since God in His graciousness sent His disciples forward with the message of grace and truth, teaching all. Here at Christ Community Church, we exist to glorify God. That means to reflect who God is by making followers of Jesus Christ who are growing. That means growing spiritually in their faith, growing in maturity, growing in relationships, and multiplying. The outflow of healthy growth is multiplication. And we come and gather here to equip you to do the work of ministry day in and day out in your homes, in your community, in your workplace, in your schools living in view of the power of the resurrection, forgiving like no else, loving like no else, confronting like no one else, restoring like no one else. And this power that raised Jesus from the dead is a power that is still work today and in our church family. And I asked some close friends of mine to share their testimony with us, and they've done so on video. It's a story of deep sin and deep Rebellion and deep rejection and deep forgiveness and grace and restoration. I want to show you a real-life example of the power of the resurrection in the midst of our church body. A video like that evokes a lot of different thoughts and emotions within a person. Some of you might be thinking, well, how in the world could she forgive? And you heard what Wendy said at the end, my sin is equally as culpable or responsible for placing Christ on the cross as Daniel's. And since I have been so forgiven, who am I to not forgive? Friends, that's not just her being a nice person. That's not where she first was, I assure you. That's the power of the resurrection, the victorious work of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the sacrifice that he gave is a sacrifice that then moves us and empowers us to be liberated from our sin and the sin done to us that we might live differently. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This power of resurrection has the power to transform lives, the power to release us from unforgiveness and hatred. It has the power to make new. It has the power to take a wicked, sinful man and restore him and make him brand new. That's why we do what we do here at Christ Community Church, to see lives transformed by the power of the gospel so that we can go and tell. This was several years ago when this happened for Daniel and Wendy, and they've been wanting for a while to share their story as an example of the power of the Gospel of Jesus. And we're seeing those stories all around, and we want to invite you to be a part of that story. So wherever you find yourself or whatever you've been through, we want you to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ died and rose again, defeating sin, death, and Satan, so that by believing in him alone, by hoping in him alone, that the death and resurrection of Jesus provides a new beginning for those who believe. That new beginning can begin for you today by merely admitting that you have sinned against God, by asking God in his mercy to rescue you, by trusting full on in the work of Jesus, and by receiving God's forgiveness and if you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you have wandered away the invitation for you is to come back to repent to change your mind in 1st John 1 9 it says if you confess your sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness admit to God that you have sinned against him and he forgives That's why we're here. That's why we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. That's why we hope for the return of Jesus, because the power of Jesus has the power to transform your life, your family's life, your neighborhood's life, your community's life, and transform the world. And that's what we want to invite you to be a part of. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the testimony of your profound grace given to us. Not only in Daniel and Wendy, but in our own lives, for those of us who know Jesus, let us not be afraid to tell our story of your redemptive work. God, I thank you for this church family that you have called together, that you are empowering by your power to be evidences, witnesses, testimonies of your grace to the world around us. I pray that we would grow in courage and hope and faith, that we might declare the richness of your mercies to the world around us. Father, we thank you for Easter. We thank you for the resurrection. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.